Hello, and welcome to the Embrace Your Destiny podcast. My name is Sandra Dawes, and I'm your host. And if you're unfamiliar with the podcast, the Embrace Your Destiny podcast is all about speaking with women who have been through a challenge in their life, and they share their journey, how they overcame that challenge, as well as offer advice to anyone who might be going through something similar in their own lives. We also talk about the lessons that they learned throughout the experience. And today, my guest is Tiffany Areco, and she is a life coach who specializes in radical forgiveness and helps her clients focus on self-dependence. She also guides restless and unsettled individuals step-by-step to walk away from boredom and comfort towards an unapologetic life. After overcoming abusive and manipulative relationships, Tiffany uses her story and personal experience to support her clients as they find their inner strengths, redefine their purpose, and love their daily lives. So welcome, Tiffany. Hi, it's so nice to be here. I'm very honored. So Tiffany, why don't we get started and have you share the piece of your journey that you'd want to um, talk about today? Well, today I wanted to focus about um, a very toxic relationship that I had while I was, um, I I couldn't say growing up because I was already a little old. Uh, This started when I started working at a hotel. And I fell in love with one of my colleagues. Um, It was a funny relationship and it was a very interesting start because when we started dating and when we became this couple, um, I knew that he was expecting a child with someone else. Um, Before our relationship, we've been friends for a very long time. That is something very common here in my country, that before you start in a relationship of any kind, especially these kind of serious relationships, uh, we get to know each other like years. It's not like you're going to go on three dates and see if it, what happens and you get to know the person. Uh, so usually we try to date and it has happened to me to people uh, that are my colleagues at work, or they could be your friends from high school, university, or any kind of that. So we had this makes uh, this amazing connection, and we grow our relationship from anything. And there was this point when his baby was born, but the mother of his child started having problems because at the beginning. She didn't want to have anything with him, but obviously it's very complicated to uh, raise a child when the, both of the parents are, are not as a couple. So I can say that, uh, for the first year, it was quite amazing because, uh, we tried to fight all the statistics and we tried to fight what people were saying because, Uh, He was 10 years older than me in that moment. And I never knew his family, but he knew mine. And they weren't, well, what he told me, what his family said about this relationship was that it wasn't very appropriate because he was supposed to be respectful to the mother of his child and his child. So... It it was quite funny because we were a couple for about two years, like a formal couple. And then uh, he started having problems with with um, the mother of his child. 
and it become compli- uh, it became complicated with us because you have this kind of pressure, not only him but also me, because they told me that I was selfish of trying to separate a family that it was supposed to be, and I don't know in which moment this. Uh, lovely relationship that we had started becoming very toxic for me because all the problems that he used to have in, uh, in, with his, um, now his partner, uh, and his family, he used to blame it on my relationship with him. So, uh, so you were the cause of his yeah stress or whatever was going on in his life. And it's quite funny because When we started, we knew it was going to be hard. I mean, it's not a very typical thing that you do. And um, I believe that if he had been divorced or at least tried it, uh, I would have known how to um, act. But since, I don't know why, but let me explain this from the the beginning. Um, I don't know if, you have heard these kind of stories, but usually here when the woman gets pregnant, the typical answer is, why don't you get married? Right. I don't know if you love each other, but you have to get married. So you, the child is going to have a family and all that. And he tried to get married to this woman and she didn't want to in that moment. I don't know her reasons. Uh, probably she wasn't sure. It's not something that you have to do. I don't think that's fair. No, because things happen and you might not truly love that person or have or want to spend the rest of your life together, but you have you're now you're gonna have a child together. Right. So yeah. uh after some time, uh like I don't know how how long, uh he started dating me. So his family or what he told me. Uh, his family used to say that um, it wasn't very respectful, it wasn't smart, that he was trying to play with uh, people and people's life. And then he started, like I said, blaming on me and saying that uh, I didn't understand the, the situation that I was ha- that it was happening within his house. And I, it all became very toxic because I started thinking uh, in a very not nice way. I don't know what will be a daddy outward to describe my feelings. And I used, and I started blaming also on me because I said, how could I be so selfish taking first, uh, the father for this little child that doesn't know anything and it's not supposed to. And then I started doubting on my capacities. I started failing at my job. That was basically a mess. And then there was, we started having arguments after arguments, fight after fight. And one day we decided that it was time for us to uh, break the relation and try to see what we can do. At that time, he was living with, um, with his child and the mother, supposed to be in a separate rooms, but I never knew because... I funny, but in this two year relationship, I've been to his house like once. And obviously when you are 
right now when I say, how could I be so dumb? There were obvious um, signs. Exactly. But in that moment, I used to say, no, it's something that happens because he wants to keep that part of his life private. So I used to make all these kind of excuses for him. And I was trying to justify what he was doing um, because I loved him. Now it's pretty obvious that after like four years, <laughs> finally I could see with total clarity. But in that moment, uh, I believe that love makes us blind and that happened to me. So yeah, it's amazing how, um, we can justify things or make excuses for things because we want what we want so badly. But then when you look back at it, you know, six months from now or a year from now, you realize that, um, that the signs were there and that you just chose to ignore them. But it always comes back to, to haunt you, I think. Yeah, I really like the way that you use the word choose because that was basically what I was doing. And it was pretty funny because all the people that surrounded me in that moment, friends, my mother told me, hey, he's, uh, he's manipulating you. He's blaming on things that you are not supposed to take care. I mean, it's his life. He also made a decision when he wanted to have something with you. So why are you having this? Why are you acting like this? Why you don't have to carry this kind of burden? And it's quite funny because uh, when we are in love and we are trying to give a solution to certain things, because um, I was trying to give my best. And after we broke up, I decided that I wanted to have a different life. I quit my job because I couldn't stand to be near him. Yeah, because... So it was quite complicated. It, it, it was not a smart decision to date someone from your job, but it happened because I loved my job in that time and I used to spend so many long hours there. So I tried to do something else. I took a trip somewhere else. But the problem was that he didn't let me and then he started writing. He missed me. He loved me and all that stuff. Um, I did went to different places here in my country because I needed some space and I needed to find out what I really wanted to do with my life. Because uh, after those two years, I was pretty devastated. And I wasn't, with that relation, I thought that I was going to marry him. And not and knowing that that wasn't going to happen broke me, like many important relationships could do. So he started contacting me and he sent me these messages that he wanted to be with me, that he loved me, but he couldn't left. Um, I believe that um, his partner at that moment, because he was already living with her. And I actually chose to believe him. Okay, he tried to contact me and he tried to fix what we had because I was already living another kind of life. I had a new job. And then uh, he told me that he was supposed to be with he, with the mother of his child. So they were living already together, but he wanted to be with me. And I accepted the idea and I became his lover. 
it's not smart. And I thought that at certain point he was going to leave her like many women believe. Right. It's, it's the story that men tell, right? That, you know, he doesn't love her and that he wants to be with you and eventually he'll leave, but he's just waiting for the right time kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> the, it's so funny now that I'm saying this out loud, but in that moment, I believed him. I was completely blind. And I said, yes, because he's passing through all these stressful situations and you have to understand his family and you have to understand that he is a father and you have to understand. And the funny thing is that uh, we started fighting a lot because I started getting very tired of this behavior. And I said, okay, I need a place in this, but I never know what's happening. And the only thing that I used to heard was like, um, you know, I have problems, you said, and, you know, you don't know how stressful it is. And I know that if I decide to leave her, she, uh, she's going to take my child away and blah, blah, blah. And it was quite, now I can use the word funny many times, but it was quite complicated because this kind of relationship, I couldn't share with uh, the people surrounded me or my, my mother, which she's one of my best friends. And she gave me many advices. And the first one, just leave him and be free, please, because you are young, you're beautiful, all the things that mother says. And we were on a taxi one day, and this kind of opened my eyes and made me think a lot. And there was this show on a radio, and they were talking about uh, having affairs, love affairs, um, outside of marriage and all that. And there was this woman calling and was talking to the to the host, and she said, "No, I have this man that I love him, and we've been already ten years. I have a child with him, but I know that he can't leave his wife because of these reasons." And I didn't want to accept it, but it was the same thing that was happening to me. But I kept going, and then I don't know why we do what we do. At certain moments, I believe that um, sometimes our feelings have more control on us that we would like to accept or admit. And then I touched this very low point where I don't know how I found messages uh, from him to her, and he used to go. Uh, he used to say, "Okay, I love you. I miss you." And I said, "Okay, so you." are telling me that you don't love her. Because if you say, I want to have a future with her, I'm going to accept it. If you don't love me anymore, we have to accept it. We have to keep going. We have to find someone that is going to make us happy, period. And I still believe that. But he was in this kind of denial. And he said, no, I didn't write those messages. I don't know what happened. I don't know where you took these ideas. So I believe that was my lowest point. And I said, okay, it's done. It's not because I don't love you. It's not because I don't have feelings for you. It's because I need to start loving me more. Absolutely. And then it became quite funny because he also tried to contact me many times. And he said many beautiful things, but... I wasn't in the same position because I know that he would use 
many tactics like the ones that he was that, that he had been using before to have me in his side. Right, the stuff that did work exactly. before. Yeah. And till now, sometimes he writes to me and he's still saying that he loves me. And I love him in a very particular way. Um, let me explain why. Because he was part of my life and he showed me that I needed to grow. That's why I keep loving him like, okay, you teach me this. And I'm very grateful because if, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have known how much I'm worth right now. And I'm not saying that every woman must pass through this kind of toxic relationships to know how, uh, how valuable we are. But sometimes the lessons that we learn must be taught with pain and sorrow and not very nice things. No, I think that the, those kinds of lessons, though, those ones that hurt a lot, you don't forget them. And I think that's the point, right, is that you go through those really rough patches and the lessons that you learn from them, you'll always remember because you don't want to go through that kind of thing again. And I think that when we do go through that kind of stuff repeatedly, it's because we haven't learned the lesson yet. And once we do and once we realize that we are valuable, that we are worth more and um, we find a way to love ourselves and realize that we don't need that kind of uh, affirmation from others that we can find it within ourselves, then we, we make better choices because we're, we're more empowered and we, we value ourselves more than we did before. Yeah, and one of the lessons that I learned with all this is before him, before knowing him, I used to have a very high self-esteem. I think that I could eat the world and I was ready for it. And the ways he made me feel uh, at the beginning was even more. I used to love me more. And then it, becoming, uh, it became a very toxic thing for me. I became very dependent on him on what he was going to do. For example, if he called me at 3 a.m., okay, I'm, I need someone to talk. I was going to be there for him. And after the relationship I, I don't know how, but I started analyzing on what I used to, uh, why I used to think that I have this great self-esteem when I was younger. And I realized that it was based on things like, okay, I'm good at school. I'm good at this. I'm good at that. But after him, I started loving ways and uh, in ways that I didn't knew before. Like, um, I used, I didn't like my defects. Like I, um, I used to get too nervous when talking in front of a public or I didn't like to write or I didn't used to do many other things. And after him, I knew that those little defects, if that might be the word that we could use in this moment, I learned to love it even more. So I guess the best lesson is that uh, now I know how valuable I am because living all that little hell, because it was a little hell in that moment, I got really, really hurt, uh, helped me know what I wanted to be in my life, what I wanted to do in my life. And 
after him, I decided, okay, I don't want to keep just working under someone who thinks that knows better than me. I want to create a business. And I did. I want to write a book. I want to travel the world. I want to talk to people and don't feel ashamed because I used to happen. I used to feel ashamed of me many times while I was with him. And I started believing that I have all this power within my hands. And it was because I was uh, like gaining my life again. So I, I guess that's the, main, the, the best lesson I have with him. And I guess that I wanted, I needed a better way, a more mature way of loving myself. I don't know if that sounds logical for you no it makes sense because I think that we have to find a way to accept all parts of us and love all parts of us right not just the good things right I think we have to to increase our awareness and know what our strengths and our weaknesses are and know the things that we can change within us but then also accept the things that we can't change right because there are going to be some things that we see as weaknesses or as you say, defects that we won't be able to change, right? And so we have to be able to accept them and love ourselves in spite of them and continue to move on, but not worry about really gaining acceptance or love from other people before we can do that for ourselves. And I think that that's probably one of the biggest lessons all of us have to learn at some point or another in our lives. And some of us struggle more with that than others, for sure. It would be ideal. I don't know if it will be ideal. Uh, but I wouldn't know any other chance or any other opportunities for me, these kind of things, of having, like you said, this kind of awareness. And right now, um, one of the things I wanted to say is like, for example, he's, um, I believe like I talked to him a couple of months ago, and now he has two ch- uh, he has two children with the same woman, and I am very grateful that I don't have feelings, uh, I don't have these emotions attached to him because for about a year I wished him really bad things to happen. I wanted revenge, and of course, yeah, I wanted to. It's natural to have those kinds of emotions. I think when somebody hurts you in a really um, devastating way when you love somebody and you feel like you were taken advantage of. Yeah. Yeah. It was quite funny. But also with that idea, I learned that I wanted to work on this kind of forgiveness. That's why I also try to search other ways. And that's why I, uh, I prepare myself with radical forgiveness because I realized that even looking for revenge, it wasn't going to make me feel better just going to give a little no. solution and to that point. And now that I'm looking back, that happened to me and I have forgave not all the things that he has done to me, but the things that I have done to him, because, uh, when, even when you love someone, you can hurt them and you can use words or also ideas or personal facts just to let them know how hurt you are and it's not very smart and I'm not proud of what I've done because uh, while he was 
a very manipulative person with me, I also did the same. And I was using my feelings to make him feel guilty of what he was doing. So it wasn't fair for any of us. Uh, not for him, not for me, not for his family, my family. Yeah, it's... To be in the middle and see how the people do love is getting... Yeah, stronger. it becomes toxic for everybody involved in it. And so at some point, you just have to to walk away because you know that nothing good can come from continuing to act in that way. <laughs> no. Um, Tiffany, what advice would you give to a woman going through something similar in their own life right now? Somebody who is struggling with her self-esteem and self-confidence and looking for validation from her significant other and knowing deep down inside that that person can never give her what she's looking for. Like you said, uh, within us, all the time, there is a little voice that is going to give us and is going to point to the right path. So even though I was in this relationship and even though I wanted what I wanted in that moment, deep inside of me, I knew it was toxic and I knew I needed to get out. So. I believe the main advice and the most important is trust your gut, even though it sounds funny and weird, but you have to trust this instinct inside of you that is trying to protect you. And it's pretty advisable that you can try to see what, uh, what he makes you feel about yourself and write them down. Because when I was trying to uh, outgrow all these things uh, 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 to survive, like I would say in that in that days. Uh, I used to think like, okay, he used to tell me that I was I, I was amazing in this, and he used to tell me that I was amazing in this. So then I go and ask someone I trust a lot until these days, and said, "What do you think um, of these ideas? Do you think I'm really worth?" this investment, like, uh, would you try to open a business with me because I'm organized, I'm smart and this and this and that. And the other people said, yes, you are. I don't know why you never told me these ideas before. So first trust yourself because yourself, well, you only have you and you know what's best for you, even though you make mistakes. We always do. I don't know if it's someone guiding us, but I believe that we have an amazing power within ourselves and it's going to help us, even though when we don't know what's going on around us. And then try to search the best things and the best aptitudes that the person used to tell you when you were having this relationship, because probably you have this, but you haven't uh, looked at them in a way that could um, um, in, in ways that you can use them and then try to plan a life that will make you happy why am I talking about self-dependence um, and why I'm, the reason I'm trying to work on that is because that if you choose one day that you want to travel the world you don't have to wait for someone else to join you it's that you have to travel with yourself and enjoy yourself. And if you want to have a partner, 
in crime or whatever, it's because you decide to have him by your side. But that person is not going to define how happy or how fulfilled you are with your life. Yeah, I think that that's um, one of the big lessons I've learned personally is that you want people in your life because you want them in your life, not because you need them in your life. You know, and so I I totally get your uh, self dependence thing because that I think that's so important. You have to get to a point in your life where you're okay being by yourself. That it's not it's not a bad thing to be alone. That you can love that time that you have by yourself and that you're not constantly looking for someone or something in your life to make you feel good, that you can find those feelings on your own. I think that when we can get to that point, we're at probably the most empowering level of our lives that we can be because we know that we can do it on our own, but we just choose not to, right? That we can travel to somewhere exotic by ourselves and um, and be okay and feel safe. But if we want to travel with somebody, that's okay too. It's not that you have to do things or you have to have certain things in your life in order to find that happiness or fulfillment or validation that you can find that within yourself. Right. I I believe that's, that we try to understand what it means being... Um, we have to stop being scared about the word loneliness and being alone because we're never alone because we are with our thoughts, our minds, our hearts. So um, when I was walking this path and even till till these days, I usually say, okay, I want a cup of coffee. I'm going to go out. I'm going to buy it for me, period. And for example, there is still people like say, but why haven't you thought of the people surrounding you or haven't you asked your partner? No, I want the coffee for me. If he wanted coffee, he's supposed to tell me. I'm not going to be guessing. I'm not going to see. Obviously, we can try to share our emotions and we can try to share um, all these great things that happen uh, in our lives. But we are not supposed to wait for someone else to be like we want to be. I, so I believe that's that's really it, and also um, if any woman is passing this kind of relationship, I know that love is a very important feeling, and I know that love can move mountains and make us do amazing things, but we have to first learn how to focus this kind of love on ourselves on our lives and our plans for the future, not to someone else. It's okay to love and be crazy in love, deeply in love with someone else. It's great. But if that person is hurting you or saying that you can't do something or you are not supposed to do something, that for me is basically toxic. Um, Even if it were my mother in this moment that she tells me, okay, you shouldn't go... I don't know, hiking, I'm going to say stop because that is my decision. I want to do it for myself and not for you. And now, after all these years, I believe that my mother is going to accept the idea. But if a partner that says, no, you're not supposed to do that, 
and he's already limit, uh, he's already putting limits on you. That's a, a toxic relationship, but and you should leave as soon as you can, because when you give them more power and more chances, they're going to take advantage of that. So no one is going to save us but ourselves, and also sometimes we are our worst enemies. So the people is just going to answer and act like we are allowing them to do. So um, I can say that, yes, this man hurt me, but it's not because he wanted to, it's because I let him to. Yeah, I think that um, once you... Once you have that self-esteem and self-confidence and you do have that love for yourself, then it's so much easier to set boundaries for yourself and um, not allow people to to take control of your life because you set those boundaries and you know what you want for yourself and you know what you're willing to um, to allow people to do or the role that you allow them to play in your life. And I think that that's... That kind of clarity is very important. Then I hope, um, I do have the hope that other women are going to be learning from us, <laughs> the ones that are already did something that we weren't supposed to, that we didn't want to live. Because uh, I don't think that any, any women, any person in this world wants to be unhappy or sad for no reason. And I don't know. I have this hope that people is going to understand first uh, the importance of um, self-dependence and self-esteem, or like you said, and love. Like first, you have to have this crazy relationship with yourself and your body and everything that it implies. And then you can try to search for someone who's going to be like, okay, someone who's going to be walking with you, but not someone that you have to care around or try to satisfy. Yeah, I would agree with that. Tiffany, thank you so much for sharing your your story, your journey, and um, the lessons that you learned from it and the advice that you've given. I think that anybody going through something similar in their own life will definitely find some pearls of wisdom in this, um, in the stuff that you've shared. And, um, I think that it's necessary, you know, whether you're in a relationship or seeking a relationship or just trying to work on yourself, it's really about finding that love for yourself and being okay with yourself and not, um, you know, because when you're looking for that validation from other people in your life, it's amazing the things that you will do, <laughs> isn't it? It's amazing the things that you will put up with and um, convince yourself are okay because you want to be in that relationship or you want to have that person reciprocate that love that you feel for them. And um, I think that once you get that clarity and once you're able to um, really accept yourself for who you are and and be okay with who you are, um, then you can really find that happiness that you're looking for and realize that you can find that happiness by yourself and you don't need anybody else to give that to you, which I think is is one of the greatest gifts that you can give to yourself. So thank you for, for sharing that. No, thank you for listening. And 
for all the patients and let's see why technology hates us today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so for our listeners, if you want to learn more about Tiffany and um, see what else she has going on with her business, you can go back to the show notes and you can find her website and social media platforms that you can follow her at. So again, thank you so much for listening and um, we'll see you soon for another interview. Take care and have an awesome day.